welcome to the NRSNG show by NRSNG.com. My name is John Haas, RNCCRN, student nurse mentor and your biggest fan. In each episode, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you uncover success as a nurse and in life. We're all in this together. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let the show begin, my fellow nurses. Before we get started today, I want to remind everybody that if you have not gone over to nrsng.com slash freebies, you're missing out on a lot of our worksheets, cheat sheets, reference sheets that are going to help you massively during nursing school and uh, during your clinicals and as uh, you're working on the floor as a nurse. So head over to nrsng.com slash freebies. Go ahead and sign up there. And every Friday we will email you a free worksheet, cheat sheet, however you want to call it, that's going to help you uh, in your nursing school uh, journey. nrsng.com slash freebies. Today, what I want to talk about is I want to talk about the difference between CPAP and BiPAP, what they are, and really kind of what the differences are, and maybe some situations where they would be helpful, where they're going to be useful for your patients. This is a question we get a lot, uh, and it's something that you are going to encounter, uh, because you can you can encounter CPAP and BiPAP uh, anywhere, in the ED, on the med surge floor, um, and, and in the ICU even. So important to understand and we're just going to give you a high level breakdown of what it is just so that when you walk into a patient who's either on CPAP or BiPAP or a patient who's struggling to breathe or a patient who's coming off uh, intubation that you'll be able to understand kind of what's going on and possibly even be able to help out um, you know with the decision making process with that okay so let's talk really quickly CPAP BiPAP I know you've heard of it because CPAP is often used for patients with sleep apnea so maybe you have a CPAP or BiPAP at home or maybe you have family members who do or, or a dad you know who snores or has sleep apnea and is now on CPAP so let's talk really quickly about what it is to first to understand what's going on here we need to understand that CPAP and BiPAP are both non-invasive methods of ventilation assistance or respiratory assistance, okay? So what does non-invasive mean? That means we don't need a tube, we don't need to intubate in order to provide this. But it is a step up from a face mask or a venturi mask or nasal cannula, okay? So it's a step up from just uh, oxygen in the nose, but it's definitely a step down from mechanical uh, ventilation, okay? It's kind of our next step, okay? So what is the difference then between CPAP and BiPAP? Well, what CPAP stands for is Continuous Positive Airway Pressure Ventilation, where BiPAP stands for Bi-Level Non-Invasive Positive Airway Pressure, okay? So just those two names kind of give you a basic overview of what it is. CPAP, Continuous Positive Airway Pressure. What that means is we have this tight face mask on our patient or, or, a, or a tight nose pillow, and what we're doing is we're providing one airway pressure to that patient continuously. Okay, so we're just delivering 10 centimeters of water of airway pressure, 5 centimeters of water, whatever it is, without stopping. It's just continuously giving that during uh, inspiration and expiration. Okay, where with bi-level positive airway pressure, we have two pressures. Okay, we have an inspiratory pressure and an expiratory pressure. Okay, so... That's the basic overview. Now let's talk a little bit more about CPAP. What CPAP is really good for is it's generally used for oxygenation problems, for hypoxemia, okay? So low oxygen in the blood. And so what we can do is we can pump them with oxygen with our CPAP, okay? So we, we're supplying them with, with O2 through one continuous pressure setting, okay? So our CPAP would just be a, a CPAP of 10, you know, where they're gonna be getting this continuous pressure, whether they're breathing in or they're breathing out. 
Okay. So what it really does is it helps improve O2, which is going to hopefully decrease the work of breathing. Okay. So we're just going to kind of pump their lungs with this continuous level of pressure. Now, what that's going to do is that's, that, that can increase our intra, intrathoracic pressure, right? As we pump them with this, with this uh, uh, pressure setting, with this uh, oxygenation, with this level, it's going to increase intrathoracic pressure. And that's going to decrease our preload, right? That's going to decrease the ability of our ventricles to stretch. A couple of weeks ago, we did a podcast about preload and afterload. So if to help this kind of make sense, you might go back and listen to that one. But what this is going to do is it's going to, as we, as we fill their lungs, right, that's going to exert a pressure, uh, that intrathoracic pressure is going to exert a pressure back on the heart. That's called transmural pressure, but it's going to exert that pressure on the heart and it's going to decrease its ability to preload, right? So what that's going to do is it's going to decrease cardiac workload and to an extent that can help with CHF because the heart won't have to work as hard, okay? So we decrease our cardiac workload, which can help with CHF to a certain extent. We don't want to overdo it by any means, but by increasing you know this pressure and they're decreasing preload we're decreasing cardiac workload okay so chf can help or cpap can help with uh um chf exacerbations um and it can also help with uh like pulmonary edema and it can help with sleep apnea okay because we're just delivering one set pressure level okay no difference whether they're breathing in or breathing out. And so that can that can cause a lot of patients uh, frustrations in that as they're trying to breathe out, they might have to be working against a higher pressure. Okay, now that is why we have BiPAP. So BiPAP is bi-level positive airway pressure. So we have several settings on our BiPAP, okay? Like I said, we have our IPAP, which is our inspiratory pressure. And we have our EPAP, which is our expiratory pressure. Now, the interesting thing about BiPAP is that we can also set a breathing rate, okay? So our, we can set a breath per minute, and then we can have an FiO2, so we can deliver additional oxygen with it. So, for example, the physician might write BiPAP settings of BiPAP 10 over 5, rate of 12, FiO2 60%. Okay, now all these can be adjusted, right? So we basically have two pressure settings. We can set a rate. And then we can also have our FiO2. So it's generally used for issues with ventilation. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to remove CO2. So a setting where this might make sense would be like a patient with, um, with COPD, okay? And we'll get into this a little bit here. So again, two pressure settings. That's the biggest thing to remember. You have a, a pressure that is delivered on inspiration, which is going to be a little bit higher. Okay, that would be our 10. So as the patient's breathing in, we're delivering more pressure and then when the patient's expiring we deliver a lower pressure to kind of keep the alveoli open all right <clears throat> so it would be like i said it would be 10 over 5 ipap of 10 epap of 5 and the difference between that ipap and that epap is known as pressure support okay so with our setting of 10 over 5 with our bipap we have an ipap of 10 epap of 5 our pressure support would be a 5 Okay, so pressure support is five. Now, as pressure support increases, the lungs expand more and allow for increased ventilation, which that then allows for clearing of CO2. Okay, so that's why that can be really good for COPD. It allows for extra CO2 to be eliminated. Okay, so for example, if we had an uh, IPAP of 15, 
EPAP of 5, that makes our pressure support 10. And that allows the lungs to expand even more and allows for uh, CO2 to get out. Okay, so that's that's kind of the, a big difference there between BiPAP and, and CPAP. Now, one more thing that we can do here, we talked about, we can set a rate. Okay, we can set our BiPAP at a rate of 12, and we're generally going to keep this between you know normal breathing rates. But we set an IPAP or a, a respiratory rate of 12, and then what that's going to do is is the the BiPAP can kind of sense if the patient's breathing. If, if the patient if the patient takes no breath, it's automatically going to deliver that increased pressure support or that increased uh, level, okay? It's gonna deliver that that uh, that pressure level of your IPAP, okay? Now, every time the patient does take a breath, it's going to deliver that pressure as well. So you can kind of sense, it can kind of sense the patient's breathing. And if you have a rate of, you know, 12, every few seconds to, to be 12 breaths per minute, it's going to deliver that IPAP pressure. If the patient does take a breath on their own, it's gonna deliver that IPAP pressure as well. Okay, so every time a breath is taken, it's delivering that IPAP pressure. Now, this is good for a patient who might not be as, uh, you know, awake and things where they might be a little bit a, a slower respiratory rate where you can, you know, set a timed rate for breathing. And every few seconds it's going to deliver the higher IPAP and then it's going to back off and have that lower EPAP level. Okay, does that kind of make sense? I hope that's making sense. So we can set our rate and we're going to deliver our IPAP every single time, you know, our breathing rate is reached. Okay. And then what we can also set with this, we can set our FiO2, right? Our FiO2 is our percent of oxygen delivered, right? And so our room oxygen FiO2 is, is basically about 21% or so. So if our patient is having difficulty keeping their SpO2s at an appropriate level, or if we're, you know, getting our ABGs, our SAO2s where they need to be, what we can do is we can titrate this FiO2 up or down to keep the patient's SpO2 or SaO2 um, at, you know, 91% or above. Okay, so we'll be, we'll be monitoring our patients, you know, if we're continuously monitoring their SpO2 just on a pulse oximetry or whatever, then we will be able to watch closely what their SpO2s are. And if we have it set at 60%, our, if our FiO2 on our BiPAP setting is 60% and the patient is still, you know, at 82 or whatever on their SpO2, then we're going to up our FiO2 to try to get our SpO2 to where it needs to be. Or if we have it at 60% and the patient is 100%, we could start backing off on our FiO2, okay, to try to get them to closer to a room uh, level FiO2. Okay. Is that, is this, is any of this making sense? I hope this is making sense. I realize I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but this is, this is really important kind of stuff to understand. And it's really going to help you, uh, see what the difference is and where a good situation for CPAP versus BiPAP would be. I like C, I like BiPAP because there's a lot more manipulation that can occur. Um, but again, it's going to depend on the patient, the physicians, uh, how comfortable they are with either CPAP or BiPAP and the patient's condition. Okay. So biggest difference, we can have two pressure settings with BiPAP, bi-level positive airway pressure, or we can have one setting with CPAP, which would be just one continuous pressure, okay? A lot of times CPAP is going to be used for situations of hypoxemia, where BiPAP is going to be used uh, more for ventilation, which would be to remove the CO2 from the blood, okay? Biggest things with BiPAP, remember we have our IPAP and our EPAP, which are inspiratory pressure versus our expiratory pressure, and then... We can also set a, a timed rate for breathing, okay? 
So that's really the biggest things that I want you to keep in mind. I know that's kind of a uh, just throwing it out there and kind of just getting it out there for you guys. But I hope that kind of helps you. If you need to kind of review this, what I would do is I would take a sheet of paper and I would just kind of write down all of these things. I would write down CPAP on one side, line down the middle, BiPAP, and just start writing out. You know, on CPAP, it's one pressure. On BiPAP, it's two pressures. And then under that, write IPAP, EPAP, what those mean. And then, you know, what your pressure support is, you know, which is your IPAP minus your um, EPAP and then kind of where that would come into play, okay? So that's really what I would do. I hope this really helps you guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. Uh, For those that are new, thanks for coming. Thanks for checking us out. Be sure to listen to some of our older episodes. And remember, we have new episodes, several new episodes every single week. Got some really exciting episodes coming up in the next couple days and got some awesome announcements coming up as well. But for the time being... You guys are awesome. Be sure you go to nrsng.com slash freebies where we give out cheat sheets, reference sheets over cardiac, neuro, pediatrics, everything um, that you're going to need to excel on the clinical floor. Um, If you guys have any questions, as always, reach out to us on social media. We're all over the place, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Periscope, wherever. Uh, Send us your questions. Also, email us, contact at nrsng.com. My name is John Haas, RNCCRN. Love hearing from you guys. Love everything that you're doing. Keep it up got this we're here for you um but you guys know what time it is now go out and be your best self today happy nursing